0: Get the best odds on all the big games this March. Download the Circus Sports Iowa app today.
1: Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Adidas.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast. On today's podcast, we're going to hear from Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell as he met with the media on Thursday to break down the start of the Cyclones' spring football uh, spring camp starting up this week. Uh, just hear a little bit about how they're approaching the spring, some of the guys that have stuck out to him during winter workouts, and much more here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network.
1: What do you What do you want out of out of Hunter this spring and the quarterback position as a
2: whole since all of them are here, I think?
3: Yeah, you know, I I think in general, you know, whether it's Hunter, whether it's across the board, I I think consistency, you know, of what's being asked of them uh, is really important. And I think that's really been the demand since we've come back is, you know, you see, it, you saw a team last year at times that was high and low and lacked consistency in some some moments. And I, I think when you're young, that, that is part of the growing process. And so I think we'll be our best team across the board if we have great consistency. And obviously, the guy that is handling the football the most, uh, consistency has to start at the quarterback position. Will he be pushed? Oh, I, I think everybody's pushed right now. The head coach is being pushed, our coaches are being pushed, our players are being pushed. So, um, you know, I, I think anytime you don't reach the results that you would want, um, I think there's a deep dive in everybody's accountability to being pushed to be the best. So uh, I don't think anybody is, is not being pushed right now in our football program.
2: You've talked before, I think the last time that we were here, you talked about the offensive line, how you felt you know, bringing in Coach Clanton was <clears throat> more you believe in those guys in that room. You just felt like there were some things that maybe could be done a little bit differently. What is it about that group that you see – out of them that makes you feel confident that they can take some strides here forward yeah. this next year?
3: Well, I, I think even when you go back and you watch the video, you know, Jared, there, there's individual successes from a year ago. You know, there there was, you know, there are guys that are doing really good things. And and you look 2020, 21, um, you know, and, and even at times in 22, you know, the offensive line, it's hard because you judge the collective whole, right? And, and you know, but there are a lot of individual pieces there that are having great success success. And and a lot of guys have played a lot of football for us and played it at a really high level at times. And, and, you know, I I think the thing that I've, even the small reward that I've watched in eight weeks, the transformational physical change that has occurred in that group, you know, and and, and I think sometimes that's hard when you have older guys to make such drastic physical changes, but you're seeing that. You know, Tyler Miller, I think, 338 pounds right now, you know, and man looks great. Um, You know, Daryl Simmons, what he looks like, you know, even Jake Rumsberg, you know, Jake's been through a lot of injuries, and and this is the first time he's actually had a true offseason where he's been able to work through the entirety of the offseason, even physically what he and Grant Triber look like. So, you know, I, I think for, for that group, there's a lot of guys that have played a lot of football, and, and in, a lot of times they played really well. And it kind of goes back to my, you know, response to Randy consistency. If we want to be the best, we have to be able to consistently play at our best. And I, I have great expectation that that group can can do that Um, they certainly have the talent and ability to do that and now we've got to put that together
0: and answering Randy's question I heard you say results before process which I think is an all-time first for you Mm -hmm. but I'm curious how much does last year inform or drive these guys heading into spring
3: yeah and and, you know I, I think the the great thing about going back to that the result piece of it it wasn't per se the result. It's how we got to the result. And, you know, that's where that process piece comes in. And I think that's, that's the thing when you look at the end result of being inconsistent. You know, we were inconsistent at times with our process, you know, of how we do what we do. And I know I said that a lot, you know, <clears throat> right after the season. And I think I said that the last time we met. And I, I think that's where our deep dive has been globally. You know, how we train, how we study film, how we teach, um, to how we, we learn and play the game of football. And so I think just the how is really what we've been after. It's not the talent. Um, it's not the not knowing how to do it. It's it's really going back and redefining the how and everything we do. So, you know, I, obviously the result is not what you wanted, but it was how we got there that was probably so frustrating, you know, and, and knowing that those were the areas that we needed to clean up. And, you know, you, you look at all those games and the result piece of it you are you are still right there and, and the reality of it is you know the frustration wasn't the result of it it's how we got the result of it and I think those are things that we can control and when that happens th- those are the frustrating pieces of it
0: I think when we met whenever it was Jirel was the guy you weren't sure if he was going to be able to practice what's his status and anybody else
3: yeah you know so, so we've had a couple guys that got cleaned up you know after the season and I, I think one thing that I do know is everybody will be at least able to participate in practice now a guy even like Gyro, I think you know I think he's probably accelerated his opportunities to compete in spring practice but you know I think we'll have some guys that will be limited in spring that you won't see you know Deshaun Hanika you know I think we'll, we'll we'll practice this spring but be limited you know Cartavious, um got cleaned up on a couple things you know I think we'll be able to practice but limited Jeremiah Cooper able to practice but limited um, you know and and you know Isaiah Lee Jared Tuford, uh, Tyler Miller, all being able to practice but limited, and all those guys, you know, that's that's part of the part of the deal too. A year ago, you, you dealt with a lot of those things, but at least everybody's trending, and everybody I expect on the practice field working at their craft.
0: I guess two things: is that list a typical length? I guess I have no idea. And then you mentioned two running backs. What's that do for your room if those top two guys are limited?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think it certainly feeds. It. I'll, I'll answer the first question with the running or the second question, the running back piece. You know, it certainly gives. you you know a guy like Eli Sanders a great opportunity to continue you saw him really have a great finish to the season um, you know you, you certainly see a guy like AJ Harris who's coming in you know man it's great that he comes in and gets the opportunity to get great reps I think we we have a very firm confidence in you know what Jirel can do and, and needs the reps to practice but we know what type of player he is and you know feel very confident what Cartavius has got the ability to be so you know I, I think the you know and then we'll, we'll gain a couple running backs in the summer you know that we feel Feel very confident about is coming in our football program. So, I think what it does is it gives those guys great opportunity to, to grow and get better. And, and I do think a year ago, probably the most injuries we've dealt with, you know, in the season since you've been here. And you know, that's football; it's going to happen. And so, whether it's long or short, it's it's part of the part of the journey. Our responsibility is the next guy up needs to be prepared to play, and that's our responsibility as coaches and, and as a program.
1: Matt, you referenced the term deep dive which you use on an annual basis after the season ends yeah. how was this deep dive in the offseason maybe different I've obviously more staff turnover than usual but how was it different and what did you glean from it heading into this spring
3: yeah I, I you know I think probably more personal than anything you know I, I think you know you you it's, it's probably rare that you have the opportunity in our profession to be at one place for, you know, seven going in our eighth football season. And, you know, there's been a lot of great things that have occurred here. And, you know, there's also been opportunities where maybe you feel like you could have been better than what what the result of what occurred looked like, you know, and, and that's why I've always said, man, I, I'm not after this or this. We're, just, we're trying to be the best version of us every year. And I, I, that's not not like lip service, like that's really what I'm after. That's really what I feel like gives us here at Iowa State the best opportunity to be successful. And you know, whether that's myself, whether that's our coaching staff, whether that's any part of the uh, program that touches our kids, that's really what I try to do a great job evaluating, you know. And I, I probably the deepest dive this year was just on, man, where are we and where are you at and where, where are we, you know, where are we maybe off that, that we're not serving our kids the absolute best way. And so, you know, I, I think there were, you know, as I said at the end of the season, you know, I think it starts with me and, you know, I've got to be a better head football coach and, and have to do a better job making sure that everything that's touching our program is giving our kids everything every opportunity to have the most success possible. So um, you know, I I probably would say that's the most different. Um I think the the reality is you're you're very confident in um you know what where we are still, you know, and what our program is about um and probably very proud of what that looks like. You know, I, I hear um you know I hear those those three guys get interviewed after Pro Day on Tuesday and you're like that's Iowa State football. That's what our program's really about. The, the you know, obviously, you know, we want to have great success every season. We touch the field, and every game we play, we want to win. But at the end of the day, it's still about doing it the right way and building men of character. And I think every team that we have has great power and great potential. And it's our responsibility now at this point to give that growth opportunity in the full power and potential of this team to flourish. So um, that that's really where the deep dive lo- looked and you know again it started with me and i think you know trying to make sure we align the program to as i've told our kid one football culture not not multiple cultures one culture
1: and a quick follow-up how critical is it to have you've got the bedrock principles you've got the things up on the wall um but then again as you mentioned longevity at a job you, you've got to tweak some things sure and um it does that tie into the deep dive it's like
3: Update 2.0, that type of stuff. Oh, I, I think in anything, right? In life, you have to have enough humility to evaluate, you know, what you're doing well and what you're not doing well, and and you know, at times have the courage to, you know, try to do what's best for for the overall structure for everybody involved and you know I think those are things that are are, aren't easy because those are hard things to do but I think one of the great things that you have is such a great foundation and you know I think that's one of the I I would still say even one of the beauties of last year probably one of the great prides that I took from last football season how hard our kids play you know I felt like we were probably a little bit off culturally in 21 I I didn't love where we were in 21 Um, but man I loved where we were in 22 from a cultural standpoint how our kids did what they did at least how they practiced how they came to work every day um, you know how they never quit and how they played till the very end of the game and you know obviously didn't get some of the results that we, we would have wanted to get um, you know I think more of the, the you know mismatch maybe was how we were helping those guys get to that standpoint so you know I, I, and, and again that starts with the head football coach you know and, and, and then that, those are things where you know you've got to do a better job and I'm talking to me Um, of putting those kids in the best position to be successful from a global standpoint. I'm not just talking a scheme or a call or anything. I'm talking everything that touches the program. Are we doing everything in our power to give our kids every opportunity to be their best? you brought in, in in January, what have kind of been the early thoughts of them going through the weight room? You're going to ask me that question. I, I, I always it. do. you got to look it. ahead to the future in, in my role. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the, especially like the, the three uh, transfer guys, are, are they guys that you're seeing are going to contribute this year? Yeah, and I, I think that's so hard with this team. And, and it, it is a great question, and you should ask that question. But I, I think probably even until we get through spring practice, it's going to be really hard to answer that. You know, I, I think there is so much unknown about this team in a lot of ways in terms of, man, who can consistently play at the expectation and standard for us to be our best. And um, I, I would say really from an excitement level of the guys that we have brought in, you know, you, you talk about Jaden Higgins obviously you know, is one of those players. Man, really impressive. Great work ethic. Has had a phenomenal uh, offseason already. You know, Zach Lovett, uber impressive. Work ethic, you know, man, 244 pounds. Big, strong. Looks like he can really run. A.J. Harris, really impressive offseason so far. So all three of those guys come with really good standards of how they've carried themselves and how they've worked and what their bodies look like. Um, So I think they're certainly going to be primed for the opportunity compete once spring practice happens. I think the freshmen that have come in maybe are the most mature group of uh, freshmen that I have seen step in our football program since I've been here. And, and I think the positive for them is all those kids come from winning high school football programs. So, you know, your Jack Sadowski, you know, what the, the senior year he had plays in the high school state championship. We know what JJ did, you know. Um, man, you can go across the board with all those freshmen played in great high school football, football programs. So um, I think the mature of that group. Benny Nagoya, man, those guys have all really done a great job. Kai Black, those guys have come in, been really, really impressive. J.J. Gene Louis played in a great high school football program. And, you know, those guys have been impressive. So I I think the competition through the spring um, will be really impressive. And and quite honestly, we're going to get another really special group coming in in June. So I I think by the time you get to to August, I I really don't know if you'll know what this team really looks like and who's stepping on the field early in the season um, until we really get through midway through fall camp but uh, I think that's the exciting part because you get to really build this team and you can kind of give it a slow build up until the you know till the early mid, mid portion of fall camp right now
2: how does adding coach lang's into the equation change the way you guys approach the process of building your special teams through the spring
3: yeah you know i i, I don't know if there's a global schematic change you know schematically what we've done in special teams um, I think the biggest thing that you get with a special teams coordinator, and, you know, and again, I would tell you, like, we've had special teams coordinator even here at Iowa State. You know, Joe Houston was a special teams coordinator. Brian Gasser was a special teams coordinator our first three years. Um, man, at Toledo, we always had a special teams coordinator. Um, and so we've kind of done both. And one of the things I do like about having a special teams coordinator or one voice is that there's a central location to the verbiage that's coming out of his mouth there's a unity of all four phases kind of getting the same language, the same lingo and you also have one person that is is really evaluating in terms of um, position you know, are we building the depth charts the right way so if we have injury we've got the right guys filling in. I think those are all real positives when you look at that and you know I, I think Coach Langs will do a great job of that. I, I think you know in terms of organization drill work, man we, we do spend a lot of time on that. It's really important I've always, I'm a huge believer in obviously special teams play, and I'm involved in it myself. But the the reality of that situation is that's the great value of having a special teams coordinator. So I am excited to have somebody that, that's building the foundation of that.
1: Along, excuse me. Along that line, then, where <coughs> where does the the place kick, field
3: goal kicking situation lie right now? Yeah. Again, you you know, I I, I would say you know. One thing that I have firm belief in is Jace Gilbert. You know, I, I think that, you know, what we asked Jace to do a year ago um, was probably a little bit of coaching. You know, um, Jace was the punter. <laughs> Jace was the f- kickoff guy. Jace was the field goal kicker. And Jace was a guy that just got off the baseball diamond and was the shortstop and the starting pitcher and was the point guard on the basketball team. And you know, I think we asked a lot of him a year ago. Um, Instead of a singular focus early on and letting him just be the point scorer. I think Jace is uberly talented. Um, and I think a little bit of, of asking so much of him early probably created some of the inconsistencies and in, in some of that is on us, you know. And so I, I think Jace has got all the talent in the world to be an elite kicker. And so, you know, we're, we're really excited even just the growth that he's made both physically and fundamentally over the course of the last eight to 10 weeks. And, um, you know, I, I, obviously he would be the star Point. And, you know, we got Keegan Shackelford that, that we that did a great job as a kickoff guy that can certainly um, kick for us and, and will be in the mix as well. And then, um, you know, Bittman is another young man that, that's got great leg strength and probably a little bit more of a kickoff guy than a, than a true field goal kicker, point scorer, but, uh, but also has the ability to do that as well. So um, great competition across the board there. But, you know, I think all those guys and, you know, Jace, we certainly have great belief in as well.
2: What's Jalen have to do to take the next step, and does he have Xavier Hutchinson potential in him?
3: Well, I, I think the the thing that Jalen has that that you know I'll never forget the year he comes in. You know, the training partner that he had year one was Brock, and those two started off training in January and February, and it was those two together. And you know, I think very much like Jay or like X that those two, how they practice every day, the demeanor, the mindset, the consistency that they've got the ability to show up every day. Jalen's been uberly mature from day one. And I think the the next step in his football game is consistency as well. You know, his ability to make that catch, to make that play. I think there were times last year where you felt Jalen wanted to make the play so bad that, you know, fundamentally he might have been a hair off on, on, on a couple plays. but. Man, and Jalen's made huge plays for us. He's got all the tools and athleticism. It's not a maturity or growth factor for him. He's, he's a grown man. He knows how to play the game. He practices like a pro already. Um, now it's kind of putting it all together. And I think that's part of going from your sophomore year to your junior year. So um, we've got great belief in Jalen Knoll, who he is, one of, the, one of the great leaders in our program, at least, in how to come in every day and go to work and what the standards should look like. He does a great job of that for us in our program.
0: Hey, Matt, what are are some of your early, like, impressions and thoughts on the tight end group? Obviously,
3: you've got some guys that played a lot coming back, but also it would seem a lot of young talent in depth there, too. Yeah, you know, that that group a year ago, um, you know, I thought really grew as the season went. I thought that was one group. That really made great growth, in from you know where they were early in the season to where they were by the mid-end end point of the season, you know, and, and certainly it starts with Deshaun and Easton. Um, you know, Easton, man, a guy that had to battle through injury, really almost the entirety of the football season was never healthy, um, but really played well through injury, which is not easy to do, and I think it's a credit to the toughness that he has about himself. Um, and then I, I thought really Deshaun Hanika, I thought just kept getting better and better and better as the season went on. So I think when you talk about that room, you're really excited about that. Um, At practice, probably from about the midpoint on, Gabe Burkle was the guy that you know was man was on the verge of getting on the football field the entirety of the of the rest of the season. You know he was a guy that, man, you're talking 270 pound, big, physical, great route runner, great hands, um, really was impressive. You know he was. A, I always think it's hard for a freshman that red Shirts to consistently show up through the entirety of the season because you're not getting the result of playing. Man, Gabe was really really impressive. Andrew Keller has went from 215 pounds to t- almost 200. 40 pounds right now really has made great strides physically i think he's a guy that certainly has got great tools great ability um, and then steve klotz you know i, I really think steve was a guy that um, again kind of was in the Russ, you know form of that kind of hybrid h-back slash tight end um, and really had a great great ball camp last year You know, Jared was injured for the majority of fall camp. um, Got injured right at the end of spring ball last year. And, you know, and and Steve-O had probably one of the top guys coming out of fall camp. Jared kind of came back, so they end up splitting the reps. But we really have a great belief in Steve-O. I think that room's got a chance to be really, really talented. And then, obviously, you got Ben Bramer coming in at some point here, too. So um, I think as a collective whole, um, that group's really talented. Tyler Moore was a guy as well. Um, Man, battled injury in fall camp a year ago and then really started to come on as the season went, too. So I think that just just that room in general is, is a really impressive room. And I think it's got a chance to be really, really talented going forward.
0: I think we've seen spring take on a lot of different forms in your seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. What? did you land on this year in terms of scheduling, function, form of what you wanted to accomplish and what it's going to look like over the next month plus?
3: Yeah, you know, I, I think I came away a year ago really happy with how spring practice looked, you know, and really probably fall camp. You know, I felt like us getting off to a good start and and, and not just even with the win or the loss, but how we played early um, I think was a tribute into, you know, I think we have maybe found the right formula for us in spring, in spring and fall camp. So, you know, I don't think those will be drastic changes you know spring practice last year was was competitive and you know you guys got to see a lot of that just because of the open practices at some of the high schools you know I, I think it'll take on a very similar form you know it's such a young team um, you know competition and evaluation is going to be really important for us um, and nor do I think we'll come out of this and be man we're going to know exactly what the starting lineup going to look like on both sides of the ball I, I think that would be false we're so young that you still want to grow physically through through spring practice and we're going to still lift Monday Wednesday Fridays and try to continue our physical growth and development. Um, but to be able to get some of our new coaches beyond the practice field with these coaches really continue to hone in on fundamentals and then create competitive environments so we can grow as a football program I think it's it's really critical and, and really a very similar model to what we tried to do a year ago. I think
0: maybe for the first time or first time in a long time that you got both your defensive ends moving on. What do you look at that position group as a whole on the defensive line and you know how new guys have got to step up
3: into. do a uh, just maybe some of the big issues in program history? Yeah, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a great question and a crescent that you should ask because, you know, I, I feel like it was the same part of the videotape that I took into our defensive staff and you know you just realize the value that, that that not only we know what Will did but I think MJ really played great football for us to the midpoint to the end of the football season and so you know I, I think what what is positive though is you saw Joey Peterson's role significantly increase a year ago and he played really good football for us. I think you obviously saw T.O.'s role drastically you know increase when J.R. Singleton went down and, and we lost him at the midpoint of the season and man, T.O. played great football and, you know, at points was probably playing as well as MJ was, you know, at the end of the football season. So, you know, we got some great pieces there and then you got some great talent. You know, you, you certainly talk about Ikenna, I we've talked about Azwago. I think he is he is as talented as any young defense alignment that we've had in our football program. J.R. Singleton coming back, you know, I think the experience from a year ago was really great. Physically, he's at the best he's looked. You know, Dom got great experience a year ago played really good it's great to have a cornerstone there and and Isaiah Lee leading that room so there's a lot of talent there's a lot of competition some of these young guys that are coming in I think will will certainly push but man it's what are they going to do with it? Did you learn from your experiences a year ago? Man, are you really ready to be a great football player? Man, can you step up and be – you don't have to be them, but you got to be the best version of you. And, and can are you ready to do that? I, I think time will tell. Um, but it won't be for a lack of talent or ability. I, I think there's a lot of talent and ability in that room. And we, we certainly know Coach Rashid's a great teacher. He's done a great job of that. But uh, I think the fortunate piece for that room is you have Isaiah Lee as the cornerstone that's – man, there's a there's a bell cow in there that's going to lead the lead – the charge and and at least lead the standard day in and day out. Matt, under uh, Nate, is the offense going to be any different or is your expectation just it'll be better? Um, you know, I, I, again, I think the word for us is, is just consistency. You know, it, it scheme was not the issue. You know, it's, we, we've got more scheme than, uh, man, than anybody out there. The, the, the scheme is, is per se, not the challenge. I, I think the consistency and the how is really where we dove into, you know, even just, man, how do you call a play? You know, how do we make sure, you know, we give the quarterback the, the time to dissect the play and, and be at his best. I think the, 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 global how is, is probably the most important thing right now offensively it's just how we do what we do um, and, and I think that piece of it will lead to a greater consistency on the offensive side of the football. I think uh, again, there were some great moments a year ago on the offensive side of the football. It's just very inconsistent and I think finding that consistency is absolutely critical for our success moving forward.
2: Last question from Rob
1: here. Sorry Matt to sneak one more in. I um, wanted to broaden um, from the defensive line of the defense in general, and extrapolate because you, you know, from the outside world you look at not only you lose Will McDonald, MJ Anderson, you lose O'Ryan Vance, Anthony Johnson, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, a, how hard is it to be so consistently good on that side of the ball, and B, what's the challenge this year to make sure you stay at or near the top of the conference, there?
3: Well, you know, I, I think that, that 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 again that that's a great question because you you lose you know, you lose two phenomenal leaders. And, you know, but I th- I would also go back to a year ago and, and and I would say, you know, there were a lot of questions about last year's defense, you know. And, you know, I'd go back to, you know, a little bit. I, I think there was probably a hair drop off in 21 in the way we played defense. And I thought we really came back to life last year. And uh, so much credit obviously goes to the leadership of, of not only Coach Haycock and our staff, but to Anthony and Orion and Will and the way they led. And I, I think the the big thing for us is is having that leadership, having those guys. And you know, you got Isaiah Lee. You, you certainly got Gary Vaughn. Um, you got a TJ Tampa. You know, you got guys that have played a lot of football here for us. And you know, I think it's that's the key to success in our program. When the the veterans are humble enough and unselfish enough to bring everybody else with them, that's when we play great. Not just on defense, but really across the board. And and I, I think that, that piece of it is something that you know, makes you feel confident about what we've got coming back. I think we know who we are. I think we've mastered on that side, certainly, how we do what we do. Um, you know, John talks about that all the time from a defensive perspective. It's really not what we do. It's, it's kind of how we do what we do. And, and I think you have to have players to buy into that, to demand that standard day in and day out. And you know, they've got to be sprinkled in all those position rooms because you know, the coach, at some point, they shut us off pretty fast as coaches. Um, You know, I'm not naive to that. I I actually got that figured out pretty quick, right, that, you know, the players listen to the players. And when your best players demand the standard day in and day out, great things have have, have the ability to happen. And and I think really on that side of the ball, you know, we did. We lost some great leaders. But the one thing those leaders did is they taught the next group how to lead and how to be ready to handle the challenges of of leadership and standards and holding people accountable. So grateful for those guys quite honestly. And certainly they did a phenomenal job and and really excited to see this next group come in and, and be ready to lead.